Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Welcome to our exclusive podcast for you, our patrons. If you enjoy this, please spread the word. Tell your friends, maybe tweet them, and just let them know to head on over to patreon.com slash a new winter where they can sign up. This week's episode is called My Friend. These are a series of letters found in an old shoebox in the attic for Mrs. Clarence last year while she was moving house. They appear to have belonged to her late husband, David Clarence. The sender, Lewis, was to her a complete mystery, whom the man was, and how he'd even met her husband, she'd never know. 18th of February, 1972. Dear David, what a tumultuous time I've had here in Minneapolis. The weather has been abysmal, and I've been stuck in my apartment for days. I'm not sending it very well, but you'd absolutely love it here. Since my last letter, I've been introduced to a new group of friends, and they're just like you and I. They're even, dare I say it, more carefree. We've had parties non-stop, and I've even had a fling or two. It's been rather hectic, especially since I haven't found a new job yet. But I'm still looking. Don't just give up on me yet. I'm sure I made my small fortune, and I'll buy an even nicer place. One that I won't be embarrassed to have you around for. There was a big to-do here about a basketball match that got out of hand not too long ago. And it reminded me of when we used to go watch football and throw bottles at the other kids. The American people here, they do love their sport. There's just so much of it. How's the wife and kids? Have you made up? I hope you can start sleeping in a bed again. I have to say they are rather wonderful. Can you do me a favour and send me some tea? just isn't the same here. And everyone drinks coffee anyway. It really does well, make them smell quite terrible. Take care now, Lewis. 20th of March, 1972. David, you can be rather outrageous, can't you? I almost choked to death reading your last letter. Well, it's good to know that your spirits haven't been dampened. Yes, the new group are rather adventurous. In fact, they've even let me into their, well, it's like a clubhouse. We even had a ceremony. We all took each other's clothes off and started chanting, Barber, like Barbar Black Sheep. 
I didn't appreciate that once I started singing the silly nursery rhyme. It soon degraded into debauchery, as you can probably imagine. They've even let me move out of my rather small apartment and live with them in Lake Elmo. It's quite lovely. We go skinny dipping often and party into the night. It's all been rather friendly, but when I was exploring the house like I want to do, I came across a locked door. Someone shushed me away and said they were sleeping. Who they were, I still don't know. But I can't help but feel, well, more intrigued. Could this be a mystery for me to solve? Hmm, Would it indeed give me something to do? For with all this freedom comes the risk that it's all rather boring. You know me, I'll seem tired of the same people and the same surroundings. I want to move on. I think only you could keep me in one place. And in one piece. Write again soon. I miss your kind words. Yours, Lewis. 18th of April, 1972. My dearest David, I'm so sad to hear of your mother's passing. I did say a little prayer that evening for her, trying to be the good Catholic boy my own mother would love me to be. Well, and yours. She may have been hard work at times, but she was a doll. Her strength of character was something else. I mean, her strength in general was to be admired. Surprised you survived her beatings. I'm also sad to hear about your dear wife. I'm sure she'll get better soon. I know it's a rough time, but chin up and all that. I've never known you to be the one to mope about. Get out there and breathe the fresh air. You're a alive and healthy man. I must say that I'm feeling slightly worried about what's happening here. I think they're reading your letters, actually. So please refrain from any remarks about them when you write back. I've started staying in my room, which is lovely, David, but I think they're beginning to notice. Notice that I'm just spending too much time there. I don't really feel like... I don't really feel like socialising with them anymore. I went back to that room as well, the one I told you about, but it was still locked. I've decided, as a little mission to myself, that I'm going to try and get in there this weekend. If I don't write to you again, well, they've murdered me and left parts of me all over the town. I jest, of course, but they're rather sweet for the most part, but let's see what's behind that door first. Write back soon and remember, shh. Lewis, 22nd of April 1972. Dearest David, I never thought I'd write asking you for help, but the last few days have been indescribable. Never before have I felt so scared. As I told you in my last letter, I was to break into their secret room and uncover what, well, secrets laid behind it. At first I thought it would be a case of just waiting and hiding until someone came to the door and then I'd just sneak in. I wasn't sure if this was possible but I had seen it in the movies so I guess there must be something in it. However, after waiting for over four hours I decided that no one was coming. Which, in fact, made me even more curious. I didn't want to break the door down. That seemed rather overzealous. But neither can I just pick a lock So instead, I thought the only alternative was to try stealing the keys. I spent the next day being the shadow of one of the more prominent people here, a middle-aged gentleman who seemed like the least aware of his surroundings. And as I followed him around, I noticed where he kept his keys. 
and it seemed like he kept placing them in his back pocket. Of course, you know me. I'm not exactly nimble enough to retrieve them whilst he's wearing his trousers. So I waited until the next morning, and whilst he was washing or doing whatever, I took the keys and quickly made for the locked room. Fortunately, one of the keys did work. As I heard the door unlock, I slowly opened it. I could not believe what I was seeing. It was dark, and at first I thought my eyes were deceiving me, but there on the floor were four huge black, rubber-like creatures oozing and wriggling on the floor. Well, there were nothing I'd even heard of, let alone seen before. As I approached one, I could see it almost trying to get away from me. It was slowly backing away. I tried talking to them, but they made no noise. They didn't answer. Then from behind me I saw the old man that I'd stolen the keys from. He was just standing there naked, shrieking at me, this piercing scream. I ran past him I've not stopped. I'm writing to you from a small town called Decorah. I won't be staying here for long, so I'm sorry, but I could not leave you an address. I have to say I also do not trust that they might not be somehow reading my letters on your end as well. I have no doubt that whatever happened back there was was inhuman, and dare I say it, pure evil. And you know I don't say words like that lightly. I have no explanation of what happened, and I dare not seek one. I merely wish to get as far away as possible now. And I'm afraid I can't tell you where that may be until I know I am safe. But until I get that, I wanted to say... I won't be able to write to you for a while. I do hope you patch things up soon and that your wife starts feeling better. Life is too short and it must be said as free as my life may have felt. I would have given it up in a moment just to be back with you. I say this with all of my heart that when I say I truly care about you and I wish you nothing but good fortune, I mean it. I just only hope that we can meet again that I can hold you. No matter how brief. Yours, Lewis. And that was the last letter. Remember, you can tweet us at a new winter or email us at a new winter podcast at gmail.com. And I want to thank you for being a patron and keeping the show funded. If you like this episode, make sure you spread the word and get others to sign up to our exclusive Patreon package come back next week for more. Thank you for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.